kind of sexual activity, whether it be heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, any sexual activity that is safe for emotionally immature school-aged children, male or female, even those who have reached that miraculous chronological age of majority 18. Is that even safe? Is that even a safe age to have a discussion, a sexual discussion in our schools? Well, our next guest says no. In the center ring of the conservative circus, we have citizen Diane Douglas. And Diane, you have an op-ed out in the Arizona Daily Independent that came out last Thursday. The issue is on sex education and um, is coming before the Arizona State Board of Education. Can you give us a little bit of background on your concerns concerning there's no such thing as safe sex for kids? Well, there is absolutely no safe sex for kids, but yet what uh, Alfred C. Kinsey and Planned Parenthood and partners with Playboy and Secus have been doing is sexualizing our children for decades now. And we've been in a pretty safe place, relatively speaking, in Arizona, but um, unfortunately, since this new superintendent took office a year ago, she stated her goal was to make sure all of this is imposed on our children. James, in my opinion, this belongs with the family for parents to educate their children appropriately and properly. And in my opinion, to get this before the board the way they're doing it has been nothing less of yet more shenanigans on the part of people who are supposed to be watching out for our best interests. Diane Douglas, let me ask you something, because it seems to me uh, that uh, this has been the sexualization of children has been picking up speed steam of like for the last 10 or 20 years. But in the last two, two or three years, it has really hit um, uh, like the, the, the afterburners here. And the theme of this show today is radic- radicalizing our, our culture, radicalizing our kids. What do you think is behind this recent you know, surge in sexualizing uh, kids, especially in school? It's been an ongoing agenda for a very long time. I can't almost help but wonder if part of the surge that we've seen over the last several years isn't part of what we see in our country that with the, in my opinion, with the election of President Trump, we're seeing a, um, shall we say, a more conservative-leaning um what they called many, many years ago the silent majority is now waking up again and saying no. And I think the other side is feeling we've got to get this stuff in place before we lose any opportunity. I can't help but wonder if that's it. You know, that's a that's a pretty good observation because you're right. We have President Trump in. He is appointing conservative Supreme Court justices. Uh, reshaping the court that is now starting to not lean right, but at least at least come back to the middle. And maybe it is uh, this is a result of the left starting to panic over what they the freedoms that they thought they once had to sexualize kids and just sexualize the culture in general. 
Well, and it's always been, even since, you know, before John Dewey and the cultural uh, Marxist philosophy, the socialist philosophy, if you will, it's always kind of been a steady drip so people don't notice what's happening, how it's happening, and what the full agenda is. But now it seems like full speed ahead because I think they fear they don't have a lot of time to get these agendas in. And I pray to God they don't have any time to get these agendas in because they're horrible. They're destroying our children. In the center ring of the conservative circus, we have Diane Douglas. She is the former Arizona superintendent of public instruction, but she still has her eyes on the ball. Diane, we are still hearing from people who are upset over the statements made by the superintendent during graduation. They feel the comments were a little too political. Did you get the same vibe? Well, it's interesting how um, when it's just interesting, the measuring barometers that people use um, in different things at different times. Um, You know, this has been an agenda of hers. It was an agenda of hers before she was elected. And, um, you know, she's following through on it. And it's just a shame, in my opinion, that our legislature has fallen for it. And our state board of ed apparently now is falling for it. So I encourage any parents, any um, ministers, any every any concerned Arizona to be at that state board of ed meeting on Monday and let people know not with our children. Would you consider this to be an all hands on deck situation? Yes and no. I don't want to discourage anybody from coming but they need to realize this is just the first step in the process of what they're doing. You know, um, in April, they opened up board rule. They struck language that was it was mandated that it be struck as part of the lawsuit. Then instead of providing all the information about that she had been provided about what people want in this, um, including GLSEN, she withheld that information, and then they, rather than leaving the rulemaking open and allowing everybody to have the same opportunities, it was closed. That more radicalized language, in my opinion, was inserted. Now they're going to reopen it, probably, on Monday, and, but with already this language inserted. Well, no citizen in Arizona got that opportunity. So there's a meeting Monday. Right now, as far as I know, there's another meeting scheduled for July 22nd. And that's when the public will actually have the opportunity to give their input on what they think this sex ed rule should say. Frightening. So people are already a little bit behind the curve because of how the process has been played by our state board of education and by Ms. Hoffman. I, I got. I have to tell you, that's what I find so frightening. I don't want for for parents. I don't want for the community to be behind the you know behind the board on anything. Uh, and that's why I think that this is important that that, that the parents of the concerned citizens uh, end up at these meetings. We have Diane Douglas in the center ring of the conservative circus. She is the 
former Arizona superintendent of public instruction. Uh, Diane, where do you where does the whole DSEG order stand right now? I know the DSEG order is an ongoing issue in the old Pueblo. It's something that started years ago. It'll probably go on for decades. But where is it right now? Um, I really can't answer that question for you, James. I don't want to provide inaccurate information. I know there were ongoing issues. I know when I was in office, there were several districts that were no longer under the DSEG order, but they continue to impose the desegregation tax on their communities. You know, there's numerous districts that that apply to, and each one could be at a different position. So. Um, I, when we get through this sex ed thing, I'd be glad to do some research into it, but I never want to provide people with inaccurate information. Fair enough, Diane Douglas. So let me end our conversation with this question. Was the board really discussing the merits of chocolate milk at 10 p.m.? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Diane I, Douglas. You know, James, I have to tell you, I... I thought I would never walk into that building or that boardroom again, ever. But this topic is so important to me to protect our children that I have to be there to help defend them. The article is in the Arizona Daily Independent, and it is hard-hitting. There is no such thing as safe sex for kids 2.0, written by Diane Douglas. Coming up, there's big changes going on with the TUSD school board. We'll talk to Mark Stegman to find out what's shaking out. You are listening to KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.